Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. Actually, I can because this is a very special episode. We are not the same extra point that you once knew. We are now a ten a ten thousand follower on Instagram podcast. Thank you, everyone out there, for following us, the Bleacher Fan Faithful, Dave, our fearless leader. Do you want to say anything? Of course. Thank you, to the fans. Just the beginning, and hope you continue on this ride with us. Ride with me. Hopefully, hopefully next year we're at, we're gonna yep. be at a hundred k. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your moms, tell your wives. <laughs> we're reaching a hundred k at some yeah. point. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna get there soon. By the, on, by my strategy of kidnapping people in my car and just making them subscribe and like <laughs> all our shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, I'm gonna you get some down this career path. We're just we're headed for success. I'm going to get some literature to hang out uh, for you to hand out to all your passengers. <laughs> you just got to like, pretend look. like you're not. Be like, look. You just got to like pretend like you're not. You need, you need to get business cards. I have business cards and I have like done nothing with them. I need to start handing them out. I'll send you some of my business cards. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, uh, before you go, grab one of those leaflets in uh, my back, <laughs> the back seat. So- Sully, just go up to the top of the Empire State Building and dump <laughs> all the cards off. <laughs> dump all of them. <laughs> you see that shit raining down? I got like yeah. 500 left. I think I've handed out like five. There's at least a 20% chance that makes the local news. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh go from like God. the lollipop bandit to the note card guy, the business card guy. <laughs> He's had oh, a yeah. history of terrible behavior. Sully. <laughs> You know what's crazy? I read that. The man just simply cannot throw things. I honestly couldn't believe that was you, man. Like, that was one of the most funniest things I ever read. That lollipop shit. (laughs) Well, you know what? It was real and it wasn't funny. No, it was still funny. The comments were were too funny. (laughs) Oh, man. The lollipop bandit. The lollygagger. The lollygagger. The the throwing usher. (laughs) Speaking of lollipops. Something when you were a kid, your parents would give you. And speaking of parents, LeBron James is a parent of two kids and apparently the <laughs> entire NBA franchise, the Toronto Raptors. Let's talk about the Cavs sweeping the Raptors. There was never a doubt. I honestly can't believe somebody, like people out there were like, oh, you're going to take it to five to six to seven. No. Like, this is – it's pathetic. I think this is – I was reading a stat. This is – in the last 11 games, the Raptors have won zero of those 11 games. Like, LeBron has just dismantled this team. Yeah, the last 11 against Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just he just owns them. It's just – it's crazy. It's it's embarrassing. It really is. It's just – he's their daddy. Dude. Why don't I just, is, don't no, I just call daddy. the Yankees Look, my daddy? Like, no, we're not going to bring up when Pedro said that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro's the only one who never came back and actually performed in that series. He went out, they threw him out there in Game Seven, and he got still got rocked. 
<laughs> but speaking uh, speaking of the series, I just want to like Dave when you texted it in the group and saying I never want to hear the Raptors be mentioned as contenders ever again. I completely agree with you, and I said they should. You know, I was talking to a couple people. I think they should absolutely blow this shit up. They need to t- trade both these guys. A lot of people were like, "Oh no, you're overreacting." I'm like, guys, when when has this team ever with these two guys really posed a threat? Well, Never. How, how are you gonna trade both of them? Their I mean, you can't. You're so not. Large. You're not gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna do it. But I just, to me, I would blow that shit up. I would. I don't know, man. I would have Drake out there playing. At that point, I mean, look, have, have fun with Drake. I mean, I would probably <laughs> try and trade Demar Derozan because yeah. he's the better of the two players, and I think his contract isn't as. I think he's got a hundred thirty-five million dollar contract. I think. I think he's the guy. I think, I mean, you look at it at somewhere like uh, San Antonio with Kawhi Leonard. Like, both don't have good situations with their stars. Well, maybe DeRozan's not a star. I mean, he's a star. He's just not a superstar. Yeah. You say, you know what, let's just, let's just swap this. Let's just swap and move on. And, yeah, I think both both teams are happy. Both teams get good value um, for what, what they yeah. can – what they could have – what they could be getting won't be much better. So I think that's that's what they should do there, and that would be amazing for Toronto, and then it'd be great for, for Pop and the Spurs too. Contract, yeah. Contract yeah. aside, who would you who would you rather have in that situation though? Like, if you were going to trade one, keep one, or would you just blow the whole thing up, trade them both? Like, contracts aside, what what do you think would be their best move? Mm. Like, who do you think they would stick with? You know what I mean? Contracts aside, I would keep DeRozan, but yep. I mean, in terms of Kawhi, um, you got to get him to agree to sign there long term. And I don't know too many people who have agreed to sign long term in Toronto. The only two are the ones that are there, and clearly not good enough. Um, I I think it's it. You don't have a choice but to blow it up. Um, this is just about the worst place you can be in. The NBA is, you know, people say being in the middle is the NBA, but like being a team who's all in and can't get over a hump is worse to me because you're 10 picks behind the teams in the middle and you're still not winning the title. Let you know? alone get over the hump. Just can't win a goddamn game against LeBron yeah, James. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, that's pride. That's just, that's so much more telling to the character of that team than it is the actual skill level. Like, you, you know, Look at the Celtics. Like, yeah, there's a huge coaching disparity, but um, it's have some fucking pride. Like, are you serious? The way that wrote the Rose yeah, just already played, they just didn't play with pride at all. I mean, that's why. I mean, you could say just get rid of both of them. They just played. They looked dead. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lowry they, had oh. ten assists, but other than that, he they either of them did nothing. I mean, Lowry was playing yeah. good before that game too. He was shooting, I think, twenty-two a game. I think sixty-one percent just needed to get up some more shots and be more aggressive. He was actually playing well. The Rosen has just been a head case. I mean, I know he said about talked about the pressure and stuff. His head can't be in the right place right now. I don't I don't know what's going on. But the thing is Yeah. Yeah. It all just leads to to one conclusion. They're mentally weak superstars. And you're never yeah. gonna really win with that. It's the same reason Russell Westbrook's never gonna win a title. Oh, I knew that was coming. That, <laughs> that that entire series, it looked like Lowry was just kind of amazed by what was happening. Like, he couldn't believe what was happening. And then DeRozan just looked like, fuck, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. And then, I mean, and you, here's the thing. If you do blow it up, I mean, I think they need to trade at least one. They need to look, whether it's, I mean, either either a, 
a Kawhi or a Bradley Beal even, and or whoever you know. I got another one. I got another one for you. You're gonna love it, and the kid would love to go to Toronto because he's from there. Who? Minnesota Timberwolves. Andrew Wiggins Andrew for Wiggins. DeMar DeRozan. Straight up. Yeah. It's a good They're one. I mean, young I'm not enough. a big Wiggins fan. I'm not a big Wiggins fan because he doesn't affect the game in many ways other than scoring. But I mean, for those two teams, it'd be a a change of change of face, change of style, even. Scenery. I mean, I, yeah, scenery. It, it, Wiggins I mean, would be given thing, a chance to be the guy, and he'd be in. He'd be close to home. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, maybe yeah, he'll play. Be he'll play better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. That's I mean, a, if that happens, I can't wait. Like, to, yeah. Yeah, you pair someone like DeRozan with with Jimmy, like that's a whole different ball game. That's, I think they I can complement each other really well. Yeah, they. I agree. That would be. And then here's the thing: I look at this uh, the roster from Toronto. They've drafted so well lately. Like uh, OG Ananubi, he's going to be a really good player. You saw him play really good in game three, thirteen points, good defender. Um, Yaka Pertle, uh, Siakam, even uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet didn't play well, but he's going to be a good player. Uh, Deleon Wright is a really budding player who could really take over that score that shooting guard role if they didn't get a shooting guard back for DeMar DeRozan. Um, he's a player I like. So they have drafted really well. C.J. Miles is a good bench player. They have a lot of other pieces around them, which is why it's so baffling because they have such a deep team, and it's just it's weird. And I know we talked about yeah. the coaching thing. You think he should be fired. I don't think he should be fired, but, I mean, something needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, it just going back to sorry, sorry Dave. No, go ahead. His coaching was so bad. Like to me, <clears throat> coaching was definitely a big factor because you go back to the game where they had the overtime and Van Fleet was the one who took the three point shot to win the game when they were down by two. You cannot in the huddle draw that shit up and and tell your guys <laughs> like, oh. I'm gonna have Van Fleet. Like, come I disagree. on, you have. To... I, I actually adamantly disagree with that, though. If well, I think that Toronto was Raptors this year. He's made three game-winning shots, two being three-pointers, and he shoots. Th- he's a. He's this year. He's thirty-nine percent from three. So, I mean, but this series, what's wrong? This series... If you look at if you look at that original play, the play was de- designed for DeRozan, and DeRozan basically couldn't beat his yeah, man no. to make the play work, oh, yeah. and then made it went up and got caught in the air. And made a bad decision with the pass, and there was you know one second left, so Van Fleet had to put it up. I mean, he was like wide open though. That's the like it wasn't a bad look. Like I don't like he was literally wide open. There was there was a hand, but it wasn't a bad look given the situation. I mean, it, it could have been a, it should have been a turnover. Yeah, I mean, but I mean Van Vliet's a good shooter and has made knockdown knockdown game winning shots from all all year. I mean, you don't want the Rosen shooting a three. He's I know he's been improved, but he was terrible this postseason. And, and no, they, that that play was was clearly give the ball to Rosen at the top of the key and get to the yeah. rim. Yeah, and then he's not clutch. He couldn't get to the rim and pulled up from twelve feet and got caught in the air. Now, all right, Sully, I I see your point, and I don't I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all that that like I don't hate the move that he took. It he was he was relatively pretty open. He was a 40-something percent shooter during the regular season. I mean, this series, he shot 30% from the field. And he yeah, struggled. I mean, he struggled it wasn't, this series. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't have a guy right. who's struggling take your well, game I mean, this was also shot. This was also, I mean, what was this, game one, game one no, or game two game when this happened? Two, game two? Three? Game two or three? No, it was, it was one of the first two games. It was one of the first. 
So still, I mean, he hadn't been struggling as much because this is in hindsight, obviously. But I mean, one of your best three-point shooters. He's a young kid, but he's he's grown. I mean, wide open shot. I mean, I, I just I liked what, uh, Casey as a lot as a coach. You look at them in the regular season, top five in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. One of the only teams to do that. So I mean, he's clearly a good coach. I know he made some mistakes, not not uh, doubling LeBron there. He could emphasize that more. I mean, there's some mental hurdle that I know the coach needs to take responsibility for, but also, at the end of the day, it comes down to the players, and the players clearly are mentally weak. Um, they're stars mainly. And, you know, clearly the game plan's not working at the same time, but they're going to get a lot worse if they have the same team and don't have Casey, if you ask me. Though They won't get better. I, I just, I think he's been a very good coach, just hasn't, they haven't gotten over the, the hump with being the Cavaliers every year, which, I mean, yeah. it's not that they've lost; it's the way they've lost. But because, because I mean, you can't fault anyone for losing to LeBron in the East. That's that's everyone's kryptonite in the East. Yeah. By the way, it was Game Three. Oh um, wow! Yeah. So like you know, he he was struggling by then. But I I agree with you in the regard also losing to LeBron. Like it. He was playing out of his fucking mind this series. I mean, he scored by himself 136 points, had 33 rebounds and 45 assists. Bro, dude, in the whole playoffs, he's just been going off. Though he's averaging 34.3 a game, like in 41 minutes a game, he's averaging 34 is, points. I hate this, the guy, but like, yeah. I he's on another level. Oh, he, I mean, he's, he's just, just he's too good to not appreciate. I realized at this point, too, I've kind yeah, of given too, up to the point where I'm like, winning buzzer yeah, beaters. Same. Two um, game running buzzer beaters this postseason. That, and that last one was so crazy. That was just you knew what it was going to happen too. You saw yeah, him coming. No, yeah, yeah. Courtney, you know he's going to go left, and they didn't fucking guard him at all. And he, he drained an awesome shot. Like well, I hate him, a but like hard shot. So good when I can't even dispute the fact that what was like. like I'm missing out on seeing probably the greatest player of our generation. Bro, at what this a point. what like, a departure from. When the whole joke was, oh, LeBron needs a, LeBron has seventy five cents or some shit like that because he doesn't perform the last quarter. Like, oh my god, you remember that? Yeah, like, that, oh, he. That deflected. was the narrative when he lost to the Mavericks. He he, one game he put up like seven or eight points, I believe. Was, yeah. Because when he was with the Heat and he sh- he shit the bed in the fourth quarter constantly against uh, that Mavs team and and he wasn't good then. Yeah, I mean that was it was true back then, but I mean he's it's it's changed, you know. The narrative's yeah. changed because he's changed. The narrative's clearly clearly changed. Like someone said, he's like he's now almost as mentally tough as he is physically tough. Like yeah, I mean he's clearly wow. clearly mentally a lot stronger than he once was because he used to let. I don't know. He him. couldn't even he couldn't even keep up zero dark twenty three thirty all playoffs this year. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, he went on. He went on. He did. He did something. Yeah. For what was it like? What was what? Oh, stop! Put up this was this was addressing the. This was addressing. Wasn't it addressing Pop's death or something, of his wife? No. No. He no. Put up he's like MLK thing. Yeah, he's doing. Oh, he's been January, MLK he, day. He's been doing like <laughs> uh, MLK, uh, MLK pick. He's been he, posting shit about like kids starting businesses and shit, like uh, on Instagram. Yeah, like you know, like a some you know fifteen year old kid is like starting some small business, and he like puts on like a, a two or three thing story of about the kid. Oh yeah, so so wow. terrible that he does that. 
I mean, he said, he just doesn't care anymore. He's just like, fuck it. Hey, man. I just read. You're going off social. Go off social. Don't give me half a zero. I I still don't like that. I don't see any of this. I I see see him posting. He posted something six days ago about always believe, and then he put that MLK thing, like I said. But, yo, I just read the most craziest stat. LeBron James is 30 and 1 in his last 31 home games against the Raptors. That is fucking crazy. Let's say hypothetically that they get to the finals, which seems very, very likely at this point that they get to the the NBA finals. Do they take any games against either any team that's going to come out of the West? So either the Warriors or the Rockets? Yeah, they'll win one. They'll win one because LeBron LeBron's yeah. playing like this. Do you think he's got? Do you think he'll continue to play like that against those teams, and they'll just shut down everybody else? I don't think he'll do it every game, but I think he'll have two or three of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he, I think he'll win one, maybe two, if it's the Rockets, because the Rockets are your best chance of beating them is when they miss three pointers. They still can, they still can. I like the mid range game of Chris Paul opens up a whole nother uh, basket for them. Um, and they can defend obviously now, but if they're gonna they're gonna have some off shooting nights like they do, then those are the nights that LeBron can take over and win the game. Right. Yeah, they're still so they're still yeah. so weak defensively at point guard though. Like that's gonna be a problem whoever they play in the finals. Yeah. Like you're you're talking probably about the two best point guards in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I don't think George Hill's that bad a defender, but I mean he's not I mean he's not gonna lock them down, obviously. But I mean their defense has been better as a whole lately. Yeah, albeit albeit against a team they own, but they're Toronto top five offensive team efficiency wise this year, and they're they're really shutting them down offensively. So they were twenty ninth at best. I saw that series. That wasn't no top five efficient team. Well, <laughs> I, I I know they were, but um, yeah, yeah, saying, no, yeah, not good. Yeah, so I mean, they're they're getting better. I mean, we'll we'll see. It's what? it's gonna be the it's gonna be the Cavs. If so you had to I'm take, finally, like, yeah. I, I've debated so many times taking down our pin tweet that I've had for over a year and a half. Like three months before the finals last year, I tweeted on the Bleacher Fan account, uh, "We're all going to be sitting here in June after the Warriors beat the Cavs in five and asking ourselves, <laughs> why did we ever think this wouldn't happen?" Yeah. <laughs> no, and now, uh, you know, I, at first I kept it up so I could show off my prediction. Then it actually happened, and. I kept it up so we could brag about the being right, and then it just kind of morphed into next season. I was like, eh, maybe I'll just let it ride a little bit. Well, and now well, we like, well, you we'll put up it. a new one. Pull, put up a new one saying Rockets in five because that's that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> you think the Rockets are gonna take down the Warriors? I. Sully has been riding the Rockets. I know. You know, obviously they got to play the game, but the ESPN metrics, whatever, give them a 54% chance to win the NBA Finals. So whatever that's worth. Yet they're huge uh, underdogs in Vegas compared to, uh, what do you call it, compared to they're plus 220 to win it all and the Warriors are minus 110. But yet when the further analytics, it says that I don't know what Warriors percentage was at. I'm sure the – Celtics have a very small percentage that the Cavs have like a five to ten percent margin, and then the rest is probably Golden Golden State. So it's probably like fifty four to like thirty five or something. But I mean, they statistically, if you don't look, if you don't look at the the player, we we think about if you don't just look at say it's the same old Warriors. We look at 
the new players that are there in Houston, the numbers they're putting up, the defensive metrics they're 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 putting up, they're just as good as the Warriors in every sense. I mean, like one through five though, the Rockets have max one one player advantage, player to player comparison. We we can't you we so often try to do this and we tried to do it with the Celtic Sixers, but that's not how basketball's played though. It's just it's a group effort. You can't look at it one by one. We did that with the Simmons Rozier thing, and look at that. Like it's just. It's the simple way to do it, but it's about it's about ball movement. It's about like the three point shooting. Houston is like eight or nine deep with guys that can make threes. You got you got Mute, you got Tucker, you got Harden, yeah. you got uh, Gerald Green. You have Anderson, who's I not mean, even is, is is Golden State not both of those things? And they're I mean, they're very when they want to be very excellent at defense. Yeah, I mean, like there's I mean, no I one. Think, that, I think I think Houston I like, at. At their best, Houston's not a better three-point shooting team, and at their best, uh, they're not a better ball movement team than Golden State. I think they are better three-point wise. Are they? Are they not? I mean, I, think, I wouldn't I think take would... any. I wouldn't take their roster yeah, in a, at their best over well, the Warriors' roster at their best. I mean, I just think, especially in three-point shooting. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, hold yeah, on, true. Yeah. they got Clay, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but you just go by the names and just say, yeah, well, but they are got like a three-point shooting team this year. Just, I'm just curious. But who I mean, didn't have Steph Curry for like 27 games? Like, you know what I mean? They were without Steph for like almost a quarter of the season. When they weren't, when they had Steph, they beat him. They beat him also in the regular season. They beat him. So I mean, Chris Paul and James Harden. They're getting disrespected, I think. When it comes, it's gonna. They're gonna get disrespected. I, I know a lot of people are taking the Warriors in that series, but I don't. Statistically and everything, I mean, the eye test tells me they're gonna win. Their defense is so much better. They have guys that can guard Kevin Durant, limit him. They have Tucker and Mute are the guys. What? Talk about Kevin Durant. They don't Tucker have anyone. Mute will, Kevin Durant will defend him as well as anyone can with Ariza. Those three guys are gonna do a very good job on him. They'll do a very good job on him. I'm not saying they're going to stop very him, but job. they're going to make gonna him average 31. What? So they'll do a very good job. He's going to average 31. I don't think he'll average 31. I'm taking the under. We that. didn't get to see a KD-Kawhi matchup this year. I'm pretty sad about that now that I think about it. That's like one of the, like the only guys who can like kind of hang in there with him. Yeah, but, you know. We'll get to He's see it. We'll, we'll get to see it twice, twice next year, because you know I'll be on the Knicks in the Eastern Conference. So, <laughs> as long as he doesn't get traded to the Celtics, I am not about that whatsoever. Gordon I, Hayward for Kawhi Leonard, straight up. You're not taking that deal. You take that ten. Out no, of 10 he hasn't come. played for a whole season for no, like whatever reason. Like I don't want that. Gordon Hayward hasn't played for a whole season yeah, but, for but- a reason. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, but yeah, Gordon Hayward has a reason. He's gonna come back, and he's gonna be okay. Yeah, Paul George I'm came sorry. back from. I'd rather, I'd rather my guy be out because he didn't want to play with the team anymore <laughs> than right. his, his ankle almost was removed. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, after seeing that shit, good. he's gonna be good. He's gonna come back, and he's gonna be better than he was. Doctor Tom over here. He's gonna be playing with his favorite, his like best friend, Brad Stevens, is Gordon Hayward's best friend at this point. His best friend is an Xbox controller, and you know yeah. it. <laughs> no, I think he plays on the computer. I think I hear a lot of a lot of mouth. That's true. That's true. He's like a next looking. level gamer. Yeah, so above and beyond what any of us can fathom. Jesus. Speaking of above and beyond, the Celtics are being above and bending over the 76ers beyond their belief by being up three one on them. Sheesh. This fucking Celtics team has been, I mean, 
I think that was a little dramatic, bending them over and after after <laughs> hey, after a win. Hey, I mean, I mean after what happened game three, though, I mean they <laughs> fucking blew it, dude. They just they they like they if, they blew it. I have my I have my ah, article no. that is about to be published soon about how the Sixers have a chance and they have a chance and everyone's they gonna do, but it's gonna be over tomorrow night. They're not gonna well, win at Boston. Here's the thing: if they had another home game, they could push it, but they blew it. Like. I mean, they they only made 27% of their threes last game. TJ McConnell opens up a whole bag of tr- new bag of tricks for them. Defensively, he hounded Rozier. Uh, he was penetrating, kicking to open guys that weren't making shots, by the way. They weren't making their threes, and they still they still won by 12 points. He was getting he 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 lets Ben Simmons post up, get so many get a, a lot deeper looks, let him uh, take advantage of smaller defenders. Embiid was getting better looks with him at the point. I mean, there's just so many things that come to fruition with him on the field, at the court. He just makes a lot of things happen from his passing. He didn't have zero. He had zero turnovers. Tempo, controlling the controlling the pace, which Sim, Simmons troubled, struggled with. I don't know. I just, I mean, Vegas has it minus one Philly. So, I mean, it's not as much of a, not that Vegas is always right, but it's not, it's not a slam dunk either way. I mean, they're I always mean, right. They've so. also... Yeah, the they picked Philly this entire – yeah. And they were down 2-0. I don't yeah. understand how you're down 2-0 and you're a nine-point favorite. I don't care if it's at home. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Well, we said that game four, and then, I mean, and then they, they covered they the They covered, stars. yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's for, not – For the first not, time in four games is what I'm saying. Like, they've gotten beat three times in a row. How are they still a seven? Well, it, there's a reason for that. Vegas got to make their money back. Yeah, true. Yeah, they've been losing. And – I mean, but still, there's a reason the spread's that way, and it's not when it's that close. Obviously, it's based on the public's perception, the lines. But at the end of the day, when it's that close, it's I, I it's not a slam dunk. And after that, after the moves, Brett Brown and I was really critical of him. But once, oh, that's oh, that's almost uh, no, I was watching the Sox game there. Yeah. One, um, but uh, it's I think it's a lot, I think it's a lot closer than than you think. It's it's not going to be a blowout, Tommy Bunce. I never said it was going to be a no, blow. I know, but it's you they're not easily, win if you lose this game, will you be nervous? Yeah, I'll be more nervous than I am now, which is very little because I think. But if you gonna... lose this game, this is going it's, seven, and you know yeah, it. it's going seven. Yeah. It's going seven if you lose this. Yeah, I just think Stevens is going to make the adjustments he needs to. Stevens is going to make some sort of adjustment. I don't know what that is because I'm not an NBA coach. I'm not a genius. It's <laughs> got to be something. I imagine he, it's going to work. Gonna... Yeah, but, he's just going to work on getting Terry Rozier off the ball screens, get him open shots, just quick catch and shoot. He's been killing it with that lately. I mean, TJ, you guys watch this. Yeah, TJ but he's going to figure out how to shut down TJ is what I'm saying. He's no, I'm saying have, TJ on Rozier. T, T, uh, what do you call it? TJ's so much smaller than Simmons that he's he's so much uh, shiftier and he's able yeah. to navigate over those over those those screens a lot better than the Simmons, lengthy Simmons who is almost too tall and Covington. They they don't have the lateral quickness. I feel like to get yeah, over those screens. Yeah, he gets by him. He's too quick. So, and but and, I mean, Embiid is still getting worked pretty hard down low, though. I mean, he's gas that's, 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 Yeah, that's what I'm saying with uh with how Tucker and Mute will will do with Durant. They're gonna make him work for the points. It's not gonna be easy yeah. points. That's what that's what the Celtics are doing with Baines and Horford down low. They're making them work for it and they're tiring him out. Yeah, being able to switch those two out if they still had Tice too. He was good for like ten a game. He would come out and put up some points when they gave him I like minutes. Tice. He was he stretched the floor good. But yeah. can we talk about Baines. 
Can we talk about Baines, this guy making three-pointers at like 55%? He's been consistent all season. He doesn't take a lot of threes, but when he does, he like... He made three this season, Tom. He's made 12 for his career. (laughs) So, I don't know where these have gone. I think think I'm just going to go to the genius of Brad Stevens, and he just had him working on them like the whole second half of the year for for a certain matchup, and was just like, yeah, don't shoot them the rest of the season. You're going to shoot him. Because it's unbelievable. He's like 56% in this... This this playoffs and he's made twelve or thirteen in his career before this playoffs. Now he's made like six or seven. I, I feel like it. this I, is the only team that I've ever really. I mean, besides like the 08 team, this is like the only team that like whenever anyone shoots a three, like I'm not really nervous. Like I'd say like the only people taking threes like Smart's probably the one I want taking it the least at this point. <laughs> Which isn't oh, smart, bad. It's a it's a win whenever Smart takes any shot if you're the opposing team. He's <laughs> He's horrendous offensively. He can pass, but other than that, oh. He helps us out so much on the other end, though. He, like, he changed things for us on defense. No, he does, but he could could be a Tony Allen if he just stopped shooting. He's like a Tony. He could be like a Tony Allen. Yeah. Just stop shooting. Just chucking shots up. It's it's interesting. I was listening to ESPN radio today, and they were having a heated debate about who's the better coach right now. Pop or Brad Stevens. So I just wanted to get a quick Bleacher fan poll. I mean, I, I'm assuming you guys are going to pick Pop. No. Ooh, I like that. No. I, I, I'm taking – I wrote it in the article. I I, I, I was talking to my, my buddy who was a Spurs fan last night at the driving range. You, It's so easy to look at the resume and the accolades of Pop and say that yeah. he's the better – obviously he's the better coach when you look at the whole res, resume, pe- the pedigree, everything. But when you look at right here, right now, what the team, what what the coaches have done with their teams, the current way the NBA is set up, Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA, and I think it's almost pretty clear. I mean, both teams lost their stars. I mean, granted, one got the one had the Warriors, but they were they were dead to rights. They weren't beating any team. The Spurs weren't beating any team, no matter the matchup. They looked lifeless. And I know two of them were without Pop, but even the two that he was there, he they looked like they couldn't do anything. As opposed, to you have. The guy on the other side of the country with Brad Stevens loses his top top two guys and Tice and Smart for a while. And now they're they're down. What's his name? They're down the uh, the guard. I can't think of his name right now. Shane Larkin. They're, they're, they've yep. lost so many guys and they're probably going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, granted, the East is weaker, but still it's the system that that he puts together, the way he uses players off of timeouts, the pin down with uh, Horford over uh, Covington in the, to win game three. I mean, I think it's Brad Stevens. You think this title or this playoff run uh, gives him a little help in the coach of the year voting, even I though it's not think, supposed I, to? I, I just – I think their expectations were high regardless. He went to injuries, and I so I don't – I think it helps him, but I don't – I think maybe he could crack top three. But I don't think it can get him over someone like Nate McMillan or Quinn Snyder, especially because Quinn, what Quinn Snyder's been doing in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's going to Quinn Snyder's this year. A, I think yeah, Quinn yeah. Snyder's the uh, the winner, and if he's not, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the, the next, next year awards for Stevens. I just said Stevens yeah. is the better, but it's it's really based on your expectations and what you do with that team. I mean, everyone said they would probably be like a tenth or eleventh in the West. You know, they lose their leading scorer, Hayward. They lose their second leading scorer in Hood. And then they have Mitchell. And then they have Mitchell, who's been amazing. And then it's just a bunch of role players. 
Just, yeah, just no. pro players and Mitchell. I'm glad he's going to get one this year because, I mean, the next 11 or 12 are locked up for Fisdale, so it's going to yes, be disappointing yeah. if, if, <laughs> if Snyder wasn't able to get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so sensitive to uh, <laughs> so sensitive to the Mormon feelings in Utah, David. I'm just looking out, all people. Did Stanton just hit another bomb? Yeah, quick shout out Probably. to Stephanos for saying it was going to be Stanton's night tonight, and Stan just hit his second homer. Juan oh, Carlos yeah. two, Red That's Sox nothing. crazy. I was going to say still two nothing. This is a still. Oh, solo shots. Both shots. Both, yeah, shots. Solo, Both yeah. are classic Yankee Stadium homers. You got to obviously it's two nothing because it was one nothing before. That. Classic Yankee Stadium, three feet over, over bombs. Those are two of the home runs that were the adjusted uh, home run total of seventy one from him last year. Yep, yep. He's huh. not hitting seventy one, obviously, but eh, let's not rule anything out. Oh, oh. <laughs> do we, we want to take our talents to the wallet, David? <laughs> Two tonight, man. I don't know. I feel like he's been getting better and better. He's adjusting. He's not hitting seventy-one. I'll bet anyone's life on it. I mean, maybe not seventy-one. Jesus! If you give me Vegas odds to hit over to hit seventy or more, I'll take it. I don't know what the odds are, so I'm not in a position to. Bet I, I bet I could find him tonight. Sure. How about <laughs> I set the odds? <laughs> what type of like shit is that? What type of shit is that? We go from like a money line type thing. You're looking for plus whatever to yeah, plus, plus whatever. Seventy-one home runs or seventy? Seventy or more? Seventy Wasn't or more? Wasn't it seventy-one the projection though that you just said? Yeah, but I'm asking for a seventy or more bet. And we're like a month into the season. Number. He's under pace. Why, why, yeah, what's wrong with 71? 71 was the number that you said, and now you're making the bet 70. 70 is a more round number, plus yeah. McGuire hit 70. I'm not I'm not good at calculating that in my head. I need round numbers. So like All right, we'll take – he's not going to hit 70 either, so. Okay, so we'll call Ooh. it plus 4,500. <laughs> oh, what? A low, Tommy. A little low, Tommy. <laughs> you think it should be higher? I was trying plus to think. Plus 4,500? You think yeah. like – 10,000? Is that what you're thinking? I was thinking yeah, way right. less than that. I was thinking I'll like. Bet you, I'll bet you $5 I'm plus 10,000. I thought I was thinking like plus 800. <laughs> plus 900. I was thinking plus 800 or plus 900. Or less. I mean, that's you're telling me there's a 12.5% chance he's going to hit fucking 70 home runs? I mean, you're. I mean, basic, basing of what he did last year. It's literally I mean, been done be twice true. in MLB history. <laughs> and he, and, yeah, and he he did it. And it was both on steroids. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's. I, yeah, I think it's better than a one out of forty-five chance. I think it's better than a one out of forty-five chance. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's uh, estimation. Well, whatever plus forty-five hundred is, I, I don't know how they get it. a quarter percent. That's. I feel like that's that's fair. Well, I think there's greater. Yeah. All right, then you got me. I think there's better than a quarter percent chance he does it, but I don't think he will. All right, well, moving on. Moving on, moving on to another team that – well, another thing that might not have a quarter of, or more of a chance to complete a comeback is the Utah Jazz against the Houston Rockets. They've been getting their doors blown in. 
And <laughs> you and these analogies, <laughs> bro. It's radio. I have to Dude, do these things. Like, the games haven't been that bad. I told you. <laughs> the second round, the second round in general has been trash in the, in the NBA. Yeah, I have to spice this shit up. The the Jazz are getting their fucking asses kicked. So let me let me spice Everyone's it up, Sully. Getting their asses kicked. Yeah, every team's <laughs> half the teams are getting their asses kicked because every series is shot in the second second round. <laughs> is every series three one or done? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Shot. And the Cavs just swept. So, I mean, really, yeah, every yeah. series this what do you, round has been. Oh, I forgot, quick, Tom. Though. I forgot they swept. Yeah. I, <laughs> I forgot. Me, the LeBron lover, I forgot. <laughs> Wait, no, they I did sweep, though, right? I didn't just make that up. Yeah, they did. Okay, cool. <laughs> they did sweep. <laughs> I saw you being sarcastic. I was like, I was. Fucked as up. if, like, I would forget out of all people. Oh, yeah, true. I'm the new LeBron lover, though. Not a LeBron lover, but respect the game. Yeah, you know why I said it. I respect the game. <laughs> oh, that was a tough play at first right there. Oh. Hanley just botching it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate. No Rubio. I mean, I think that would help the Jazz a little bit. Um, and then they had Dante Axum get injured. He was playing good defense on Harden, so they've had some unfortunate injuries. Yeah, um, I think the Rubio thing is killing them. Uh, yeah, Rubio I mean, was Rubio was so good for them against the yeah. Thunder. Yeah, and he. And I mean, he was arguably the second best player. Point. Just, just every possession is it. That's it's a lot to ask of a rookie. Obviously, it's. Yeah. He's not. I mean, also like Donovan Mitchell's not a point guard. He's a short shooting guard. That's what he is. He's six three shooting guard. Like, I don't know. People were upset the Knicks didn't draft him, but like we didn't need a short shooting guard. We needed a point guard, and that's not what Donovan Mitchell yeah. is. How many shooting guards have six, we three, drafted but in the past couple years, Is he really 6'3"? <laughs> yeah, I thought I, he was like 6'5". No, I thought he was 6'3". I'm going to look it up right now. Not before I do. Oh, he is 6'3". I apologize. You're correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is short for a shooting guard. Definitely shoot short. For, but, I mean, the no, the gripe is that Phil, that he where he played somewhere locally, and Phil Jackson didn't even visit him. He didn't even go to see him play. That like oh you hear Michael K talk about, it's his laziness with the position. Not to get into Phil Jackson's uh, shortcomings with the with the Nick, but I mean he doesn't. He didn't even give him the time of day. That's the thing. It's not that you had to draft him, but they didn't even. He wasn't even on their board. Yeah, Phil Jackson also selected I mean, were, other guys. There were, there were rumblings of Mitchell going to the Knicks. Like I don't know the details of what they viewed workout wise, but I know there was there was definitely he was on the short list. Um. I think next to Frank and DSJ. Yeah, I mean he was, but Phil never saw him lo- play in person, which is very sad because you got to know where your position's going to be. You got to think the top twenty players, top fifteen guys, you're the next. You want to see as much game as you can from those prospects. True, but like I'm also not upset with Frank. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Frank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not as all in on Frank as you are. I, mean, I love he's his a good defensive. Def- I love he's his a, defensive no, he's a, he's upside. He's a good defender, but. Yeah. I mean, we got Donovan Mitchell here. If he can get, if he can get the scoring, he'll be really good. I mean, just based on the amount of rookies that had success this year and rookies that were drafted late and around there, I mean, and, and, and I mean, you're happy with Frank. I mean, mm, I I'm happy with Frank over Dennis Smith. I would make that pick again. I wouldn't. I mean, I know Dennis Smith wasn't over. He wasn't very efficient this year, but I mean, I think, and he's not the defender, but I think Dennis Smith. Will turn into 
a very elite offensive player, and then defensively. I, I hate to say, you know, who Dennis Smith reminds me of. You know, that guy, that guy up state north in Oklahoma. He's got respirate tendencies. I'm telling you. I don't like what I'm seeing. <laughs> Wait, you think you think he reminds you of Russell Westbrook? I th- yeah. When res- when Westbrook first came into the league, a lot like Dennis Smith. Well, I don't I, I don't know. I just not a good feeling about it. This this episode has flown off the handles. Like <laughs> we have gone <laughs> fucking. We were gonna start the Rockets Jazz, and we're on the fucking net. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, we just get yeah. going. going. <laughs> we digress. Right. I mean, there's, right. the thing is, there's just there's just so much to say about the Jazz and the Rockets. I mean, I, I mean, love they, Donovan Mitchell. I got yeah. my Donovan yeah, Mitchell jersey. Up everyone, I got the jersey. Yes. It, it's it's beautiful. Uh, I got it from Poshmark. Check it out. Um, shout out to Wait, Poshmark. No, that, no free you, ads. No free ads. Orange one. Yeah, that, like, I'm gonna cut that out. One? Did you get that one? I'm gonna cut that out. You said you got a Mitchell jersey. I got a Mitchell jersey. Did you get the orange one, like the like the sunbursty one? That one? No, I didn't get the orange one. What the fuck? Why not? That's such a oh, joke. You should have got it in like the '98 purple jazz. Oh, they don't have oh, that, that one. Was such a I couldn't fire. find that one. I got it in this one. I got it in this one. That's not. Right. They should. Just, they should just talk. It'd be cooler if it was orange and like faded. So, all right, I, Tom. What what's what is up with you and the Jazz? Be having an orange, having an orange and yellow and red uniform. I mean, it's Utah. Like this isn't the Phoenix Suns. Oh look, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I just don't understand it at all. I, I saw the guys on TNT talk about it before. They're like, they're like, Chuck was like, Jack, why, why in the hell are, are, are the uniforms for the Jazz? Like, like, Chuck, Chuck, you a fucking fool. It, it, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible, Shaq. Oh, yeah. oh my Shaq God. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Kenny. What, what do you got? What do you got to think about this? It's, 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 it's terrible. It's, 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 it's bad. And then Kenny goes, "Well, I'll tell you right now. Let me go back to the board." And then, yeah, let me go to the board. Let me go to the board right now. And he does his strut. He does his strut. And then Ernie Johnson's all Ernie. with my boy. Uh, let's 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 go to the viewers to, uh, for the answer on uh, why uh, the Jazz uniforms orange. Oh, it is because of the sunsets that are there. Thank you. Er- Ernie looks like he just wants to fucking facepalm himself yeah. fifteen times a night. Ernie Johnson looks like he'd rather be at like the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, just Jack like- is so funny. <laughs> he was getting I, I his feet rubbed. He was getting his like. I, I love watching that. It's such a comedy. I think when him and Chuck get arguing, and he just like <laughs> Chuck is like getting the hyped up, and Jack's just like Chuck, y'all just need to take it easy. Because <laughs> like, you know those are arguments. They've been having those arguments, arguments for like thirty-five years. Yeah, like talking to me with that chip, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Tom, do you just practice that fucking voice, <laughs> dude? I, so I did it once as a joke, like a couple years ago, and like I can get my voice pretty deep. I don't know. Come on, if, if, if I ever got like a bill collected, that's how I would pick up. Be like, hello, this shack. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really, I mean, that's, I mean, that's as far as it goes. Touch heads. <laughs> The uniforms, I mean, in this series, I mean, I mean, I'm loving my boy Mitchell. I'm loving the work he's putting in, but I mean, it's just not enough. I mean, it's just not enough. I mean, no, they, you, and and 
Sully, the great thing that the Rockets has done, they've really isolated everyone outside of Mitchell, and then is he's underperforming. I mean, I don't think he's underperforming. I just think no, he's not. He, he's not being he, overly yeah. efficient. He's being. At, yeah. I mean, I think last game he he was very. Inef- he was like eight eight or twenty four for twenty five yeah. or something like that. But I mean, he, he's had some really. He's had some good games. Um, it's just, I mean, you can only ask so much of someone without the point guard, who's the rookie shooting guard. I mean, he's been <sighs> exceptional this postseason, and it's not on him and it's not on Snyder. They just don't have. They don't have the horses with Rubio, frankly. So, I mean, is, maybe is it Rubio would be- done for the year? I mean, like for sure. No, I don't. I think he may play next game. Honestly, he was questionable for game four, so I'm assuming game five he will get. A, he's gonna give it a go. Um, so that that'll help them, but they're on the road, so in Houston. Yeah. But I mean, it, if they had a completely healthy team, maybe they push it six. But I mean, Houston going into Utah and winning both games on the road in such a, a tough environment with that altitude, impressive. Yeah, that that killed Utah. Yeah, and then I mean, I mean, do we really need to talk about the Warriors? Even I mean, the Warriors are no. just that, they're great. No, the they got it. No one wants to hear about that. I mean, but right. but yeah, we're basically looking at we're looking at Warriors, uh, Rockets, and then we're looking at most likely Celtics, Cavs. Eastern Conference is like the play-in games in the fucking NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, but. it's not good. But I mean, I think if there's ever time to like beat a team with LeBron on it, now's your chance. Like if you can just figure that out, if Stevens can muster something up to win a couple games in that series, that could get something. Yeah, I mean, going like, there. I think like as much as we're talking about the Raptors, like getting trashed Choke by job. the yeah. Cavs because like the Cavs own them, like. Who's to say we're not going to see the Cavs we saw against Indiana? Like just as much as the, and the that, Raptors, just as much as the Raptors can get owned by Cleveland, it's just as much Cleveland could be way outperforming themselves because they're playing Toronto. Well, yeah, I'm sure so, that's that's yeah, true to no, a degree. And, and, of course. I agree. Yeah, that's true to a degree for sure. I mean, they're not. I mean, the I thing mean, that we'll definitely get that, somewhere in the middle, Cavs. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'd say probably better than more to that side just because of how LeBron's playing. He's elevating, and, and Kevin Love is going. Kevin, when Kevin Love's confidence seems to be back, that's the thing. He didn't have Kevin Love the whole first year. It's, I don't expect Kevin Love to be that type of Kevin Love. He's going down low. He's getting he's get, he's rebound. He's getting buckets down low, and then he's opening it up from deep like he should be. But where, where I think the problem arises is uh, if they make their shots, you're not going to beat the Cavs. If Corver, if Corver and everyone's making their shots, I mean, you're not going to beat them. I don't think anyone but Golden State or Houston could beat them when they're when well, Corver's on. But when they're also they're also playing the best, one of the best defenses in the league. Like on, if you're basing off opponents' points per game, in Toronto, you're saying? No, in Celtics. I mean, even Kyrie's well, not. Well, Toronto's a top about, five defense as well. Yeah, efficiency. I don't know what they are in in points allowed. I yeah, said points I mean, allowed. They're not. They're they're like seventh, but or tied for sixth. But, but in def- in, def- in defensive efficiency, they're they're top five. Toronto, so they're going to get a good defense once again. Although they own them, it's not like it's not like two contrasts in Boston and and uh, the six. I mean, I mean in Toronto, they're 
Yeah, I mean, they're not going to get any open threes, most likely. The Celtics are the best three-point defense in the league as well. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I wouldn't gonna... say they're not going to get any open threes. I mean, they're not going to get any open threes, but they're not as good as the Sixers role players are right now. <laughs> the players all around LeBron, like, they're going to they're gonna figure out how to shut down everyone except LeBron, and then they're going to have to deal with that. Cause... Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think Kevin Love will have some have a mismatch. I think I think he'll be fine against Al Horford. I think I think I like I like Kevin Love in that match. The thing though with matchups, though, I don't I don't think momentum really is a thing from series to series. Like you see you see the Pacers. I mean they were four they won four three against them and then they sweep the Raptors. And you look at the Sixers. They won Heat against in five and then they look awful against Boston. I don't I don't think you can put too much stock in in. In, as a team playing from one series to the next, other than maybe certain players, their confidence is up for making shots. I don't think it carries over too much. I mean, it we did for the, the Celtics, though. Rozier and Horford have both been playing great the that, entire I mean, playoffs. I mean, the Celtics were, were struggling in the first round, though. They almost lost in seven games. They almost lost in the first round of the Bucks. They're playing better now. So they're playing much better than they did in the first round. You know, and then you look at the Pelicans. The Pelicans, a lot of people were high on them, myself included, if they didn't have Curry, the Warriors. They swept the Blazers, and then they're going to lose to the Warriors in five. So how much does momentum play in from, from series to series? I don't think much. I think you got a new team. You have a new game plan, new preparation. And I think it's just a whole different animal. Game to game, I believe in momentum. Series to series, not as much. So that's a LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, well. All right. We're on to segments. We're bringing back Sully's beloved favorite oh, segment, yes. Today in Sports History. We're definitely going to be doing this as a little break for our readers. I mean, for our listeners. I'm sorry. If you want to get up, stretch, do so now. All right, gentlemen. Can stretch? Yeah, stretch. Oh, break their backs, whatever they want. Unless you're driving, <laughs> relax. Um. Close right, your eyes and count to ten. <laughs> I'm the body of like a 55 year old. All right, guys. So, in 1878, oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, in got tons of nine up and down this body. Sorry. Right. <laughs> in 1878, Something one of the most exciting. <laughs> it has to be, you know. One of the most <laughs> exciting plays in baseball first happened. What do you think? Triple play. Double play. Damn it. <laughs> it was the triple play. Good yeah. job, Sully. Good job, Sully. Double right. play, Jones? <laughs> yeah. He, he was going to say triple play, but oh, were you, did you just think double yeah, play? Yeah, well, I was going to say triple, and then you said it, so I figured I'd, I'd take the chance. And... Right, we need my, buzzers. We need buzzers. This is my favorite one. All right. In 1907, uh, this guy performed one of the most storied baseball performances that you can. What was it? Abbott and Costello. Who's on first? Nope. Ah. Oh, you're thinking actual player. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's an actual. No, it's what happened. What? No, no, listen. Say... Listen, in 1907, this guy, you know, did this, which is one of the most storied. You know, like, it's it's one of the things that lives in history. Once once somebody does this in baseball, it's remembered. Is it, all right, I'm going to say. Cy Young threw a perfect game. Cobb? 
Nope. Not Ty Cobb. It's uh <laughs> I'll give you guys the name after. You're not gonna get the name, trust me. What do you what do you mean we're not gonna get the name? Oh, was it a perfect game? Was it like the first perfect game? Close. First no hitter. Yes. It was I said I said Cy Young threw the first no hitter. No. But Cy Young didn't throw it. It it wasn't the first no hitter either. In nineteen oh seven, Boston's big Jeff Pfeffer no hits. <laughs> The Cincinnati Reds, 6-0. That's Teddy and Sports. Of Jeff Pfeffer. Tom, how did you not know that? Yeah, I know. Goddamn. What no, kind no, of no, no. Fan am not I? just Jeff Pfeffer. Big Jeff Pfeffer from Boston. Big. All right. <laughs> that was really the contrast of two types of difficulty questions there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And that was <laughs> Today in Sports History. <laughs> oh, there's another? No, that was today in sports history. Oh, we only oh, get damn. Yeah. Yeah, okay. got so excited we thought there was yeah. another. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll we're, take we're one gonna, for two. There's going to be more. But today, I mean, the other stuff just flat out stinks. All right, guys, let's get into some baseball. The Yankees-Red Sox game is on right now. Um, it's been a great month of baseball. The Yankees playing hot as fuck. Dave, how do you feel about that? 16 of 18? Looking like 17 of 19 right now. Right yeah, and we, we could still get better. That's what's scary. I mean, 2 1 now. There, yeah, right. It's, a, it's fine. I was listening to an um, interview. Every, I heard, I saw a Saturday, like everyone's like kind of complaining about our pitching or like not, yeah. not too excited with it. Like in the top 12 pitching categories, we're up. We're in like, the, we're in first or second in all of them. I don't think, I, I mean, I, their pitching has been exceptional. I don't think, I don't think they have one of one or two of the best staffs in the AL, though. I mean, I, I really don't. I think the pitchers are kind of almost overperforming. I don't think. I mean, obviously, there's some validity behind it, obviously, because they're doing it so far. But I mean, I mean, like who's like uh, on who's over? Like you expect Severino to do? CC Sabathia with a one five ERA. I mean that's yeah. I mean that's the one. That's the only one you could really make an argument for. And I could argue Sonny Gray is underperforming. So yeah. evens out. And then I don't think anyone else is doing anything that shouldn't be expected of them. What's Tanaka doing? He's having a good, good dish year. He's had some bad yeah, outings, with, but yeah, that's the thing with Tanaka. Tanaka even start off the game really well. And then he would get rocked like in one inning, and it ruins everything yeah, he's done. Yeah, I mean, that's... he he has a four and two record right now, four three ERA. But I don't think the ERA yeah. really shows. Like he's actually pitched pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I still think they make a move at the deadline for a pitcher, or or you know, close to the deadline, um, for someone who's just so just so they can go into the postseason with three. Like, no doubt, rock solid starters. Yeah. Um, Who would those three be? Severino, Tanaka, Sevi. and whoever. whoever yeah, that's they, the thing is Tanaka's, Tanaka's so sporadic. he's not. I mean, he's, he's just sporadic. either amazing or awful. Yeah, and you, as you he said, was pretty you know, good in the playoffs last year. He was good in the playoffs. So I mean, he's got that going for him. And CC can play in, pitch in the playoffs. Yeah, I that's agree. what I was gonna say. I, I kind of trust CC in the playoffs too. I mean, he yeah, definitely. I don't have any yeah. worry about putting CC on the mound, even in the biggest of games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. But I think, I think they should get another starter. If they get another starter, they'd be set. But I mean, 
It's I, a I mean, long season. You, you see Justice Sheffield come up. Who knows what happen, happens there? I mean, it's a long yeah. season, though. I mean, they're playing really well. Tip that. Tip the cap to them. But doesn't mean this is Sully's. Uh, this is Sully's transition into us not thinking the Mets are <laughs> collapsing right now. Yeah, how do you feel, <laughs> Sully? It's all playing out in front of our eyes, just like every other year. It's, it's a long just... season. Not everything's final. <laughs> I mean, by the way, the Mets are crumbling Yo, before our eyes. I fucking hate this podcast. I hate it so much. Oh, wait. The Mets have the bases loaded. 3-2 count. All right, let's go. Adrian Gonzalez at the RBI walk. 4-2. We're going to do this, baby. It starts right here with the Cincinnati Reds. We're going to win this game. We're going to win two in a row, all right? We're going to go a little start- we need to get the maniac. Uh, man, the man, that maniac. Have you seen? Have you guys seen him? The little twelve-year-old hick that freaks out on the Mets. The yodel kid? No, no not, not the the, the, the maniac. Oh, I'm gonna maniac. need some. I need some links on this kid. Oh, he he he's he talks oh, like God. this. He's like oh, Mickey. Yes. You're making these moves. Are you kidding That's, me? Uh, you need to slap some sense into them. Hanley, you botched it. He's he's completely hilarious. He's a riot, but he's like 11 years old, and he just shits on the Mets, like and the Jets and the Knicks even. You so there you go, Jones. Throw let's get him go. on the podcast. Well, yeah, let's get him on the podcast. Honestly, uh, I think he he might. Never mind, never mind. But yeah, he's he's like 11 or something, and I don't know. It's hilarious, but I mean, obviously it's concerning. But some players haven't done anything. Jay Bruce hasn't done anything. Hit a home run yesterday. Conforto been so awful. Hit a home run yesterday. Thankfully, get him going. Cespedes has been good. He's been starting to hit uh, hit. For power, hitting Yo the clutch, knows. and then we got uh, Nimmo. I really like; he's been solid. But then, um, really, any everyone other than like Cabrera and Frazier hasn't been like good or underperforming. Rosario swinging at everything; he needs discipline at the plate. The bullpen's been a little shaky. We got Swarzak on the DL. We traded Harvey today for uh, Morasco, who's a very serviceable catcher from the Reds. Um, Two thirty-four career hitter, uh, hit seventy. 80 RBIs, 25 home runs, 2014. He's on our team now, so we don't have guys now like uh, Tom Tomas Nito and Jose Lobatone. Tomas Jose Nito, he uh, struck out with the bases. I think it was a guy in second when I was at the game on Sunday, and uh, just you know just looked fastball right down the plate, just decided not to swing. Almost <laughs> like Carlos Beltran, almost had me a little flashback. The Beltran just staring at that curveball in 2000. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great memory. Against Wainwright, right? Yep, the curve. So I mean, it, it was just like. Yo, didn't he dad... also not swing at the? Didn't he also not swing at the pitch to end the the All Star game in a tie? Wasn't that him? I don't. I, don't I can't confirm or deny, honestly. Um, but it, it probably be. was him. He likes to take pitches that are strikes sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of players uh, <laughs> played really good. The first week or so i mean guys like bruce i mean he had two home runs before yesterday conforto had one before yesterday conforto didn't have a spring training vargas was getting shelled he didn't have a spring training we got harvey's gone now we got someone serviceable for him which is incredible someone gave us anything more than three gatorades and two packs of big league (laughs) chew that's just (laughs) that's just fucking incredible i mean i proposed that last night on uh what our friends over at new york sports extra they they put up something about harvey Uh, yeah yeah yeah, that's where i got him he asked like the question how many uh, two wild two wild pitch watermelons three gatorade rain he's not (laughs) worth the pure breeds and 
three Cracker Jack toys to be named later. I mean, I think that's I think that's a fair deal. But I mean, we got this serviceable catcher. I mean, from the from the Reds. I mean, that's robbery. <laughs> He's coming over there with like a seven and a half ERA in like forty innings. I don't know. <laughs> now, at least if he goes there and decides to pitch well. It won't be like with the Yankees or something. Oh no! It he's done. He's he, oh yeah, he's yeah, done. There's but no imagine. way. Yeah. He needs like a year off from baseball and the chicks and everything in the party. He just needs like he needs he one needs, of those Ricky Williams retreats when Ricky Williams yeah. just took a couple years off and just came back. Yeah, I mean people forget about Harvey. I mean as as much as we make fun of him or say he fell off the cliff, I mean he got a rib taken out. He had the surgery that like where he got a rib <laughs> removed. So I mean that can't he be can easy. probably you know. Yeah, so I mean that can't be easy. Like if I lost my people. Wait, what'd you say? Yeah. I didn't hear you. Yo, what the like blow himself now. What the fuck? Didn't Marilyn Manson have that done back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Like someone who seems like some weird shit he'd do. That seems like it's right up his yeah, alley. No, that's that's true, but I mean, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're fucked up, Tom. But but yeah, I mean, I don't think that'd be that'd be easy. I mean, then the the starters have been so inconsistent from Wheeler to Matt, all these guys, and then you know, I mean, I, I'm not too. T- oh, we we didn't score anything more in that inning. Damn. Um, I mean, I'm not too. I'm I'm definitely a little concerned, but I'm not. If you're a Met fan. And you wrote off the season. You gave up on this team. I have a message for you. Fuck you. We don't want you. Gotcha. If you I gave like, up, you, you if you gave feel... up already, I, you're not a real Met fan. I mean, that's what I say about the Knicks every November. I... Yeah, you can't give up on the team, right? I mean, once the once the writing's on the wall, I mean, yeah, obviously, like once the KP injury and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, once team... Christmas hits every year, I'm I'm all in tank mode. But I you know, we know that eight, for the first eighteen games when they're like you know eight, ten and eight, I'm like, oh, oh we got shot this Dave. year, nice six seed. Yeah, I said yeah. so optimistic, Season. and then he goes full tank. He's like, nope, we want a game, and then people are like, look at you rooting against your team, and they're like, and Jones is like, do you not understand how the NBA is set up? Yeah, as soon as I'm not like gonna do anything, any type of damage in the playoffs, tank, tank. It, I mean, it's, it's true. Game. I was so pissed when the Heat missed the playoffs by one game last year. The worst possible thing possible. Don't make the playoffs, and you're the 14. Yeah. Hey, I sat through chance at a, at a number one pick. What? I, I sat through two losing Red Sox seasons not so long ago. Wow. After being the first place, wow. like, like, Tom, no, man. not losing last place, last place Red Sox teams, like yeah, trash. They had the yeah. worst two record years. in the AL East. For two years. Two years. And it was like after Tom. being the first place team. Um, it's, I, I don't buddy. understand. You're talking about Madden Jet fan. Yeah, I don't yeah but you're, the Mets aren't last <laughs> place. Are they? they, they no, they're, they're, we're a game. That's the thing. No, not right now, but historically. First. Historically, they're not a last place team, right? Tom, One by time the Mets finished in last. Tom, listen. We're not, nor- listen. No, we're not normally a last place. We're right. in a division with the uh, – Montreal Expo slash Nationals, so they're normally down at the bottom. Listen. And then you have the Marlins, so they're normally down at the bottom. And the Phillies haven't been great lately. We're usually, we're often like, I don't know, that's a good question how many last place finishes. We have probably a lot more fourth, probably a lot of fourth place finishes throughout the years. A lot of fourth. So yeah, it could be worse. 
But we're a game out at first. Like, people are talking about tanking the season. We're literally a game out. We're one game out of first. I mean. Yeah. You're like, Dave? I mean, granted, the Nationals have been injured. They, they just got Rendon back. They Eden's out. He's coming back soon. Murphy's coming back soon. So they're going to be a lot better. And the Braves look good. But, I mean, one game out. I mean, if you would follow me at the beginning of the year, one game out on whatever today is. What is it? What is it, like May 9th? Today yeah. May the 8th. May the 8th. I mean, I I would take that, obviously. It? It's not. It's just the way we got here. Speaking, speaking of Braves, so, how about I mean, them having the third best offense, basically? In their offense is for real. I mean, their offense. Yeah, uh, Braves since when? Thank you. Uh, Ozzy Albies. To, uh, Nick Markakis is such a professional hitter. I mean, he's a very good hitter. Um, Sully. Thank you for segueing into our next sports segment. Oh, you're fake welcome. news or real? Ooh, ooh, fake news or real news? Yes, Let's go. Sir. Let's kick it off with you. Just mentioned it. The Braves are they fake news or real? Uh, I need to know the context of that question. Are we what? What? What are we talking about? Are we talking about as a? Uh, like World Series. Are they a legit team? Are they a legit good team? Or are they fake news? They're overperforming. That's the context of any. Like if I ask anything, that'll be the context. Are they overperforming, or are they? They're a legit real team. I'm gonna go fake news just based on that. I don't. I don't buy their pitching. I don't think their pitching will be as good as. Um, I'm leaning fake news. It's not. It's not a definitive. I think they're like a 500-ish team. I think they're slightly overperforming. Their offense, I believe, I don't know if it'll finish top three, but, I mean, it's going to be a top six or seven offense. Um, a big key to that, I think, I, I too, I think, is Freddie Freeman. He's just never has the ability to stay healthy. I don't anticipate it ever changing. He's just never, I don't think, played a full season in years. So, I mean, some of that's health. I mean... Their their pitchers, I mean, they got Newcomb from Hartford. Um, he's been good, but I'm not shout out. Him. They got Julio Tehran, who I think is a good pitcher, but has been inconsistent. And no one after that, I I really buy. I mean, I feel like Julio Tehran every year. You're like, oh, he's gonna be so nasty, and then every year, it's like, eh. yeah. Last year <laughs> had a bad like... year too. I think last year he had a four five nine ERA, so he had his worst year. I feel uh, like we've but... been waiting on like an 18 win season from him for like six years now. Yeah, I mean, he's had some good years years ago. He's still only 27, but, I mean, what are their other their pitchers' names? Where they have, like, Mike Follinowitz or something. They have they have a bunch of guys that, I, I mean, they pitch good against the Mets because we're the Mets, but, I mean, I don't, I don't – I'd say fake news, but I, I think they're around a 500 gotcha. team, maybe a little better. All right, Tom, I have a different one for you. All right, I was just looking up on the Braves, so I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> no. <Nah. Sorry. laughs> <laughs> Look up on the Diamondbacks because is it real news or fake news that the Diamondbacks are going to sustain their record, uh, uh, their pace of being a top five pitching club this year? They're currently the second best pitching club statistically. Yeah, I mean, they're doing pretty well there. I'm surprised that they're doing that well in that division, too. That's not what we said was going to happen, I think, when we all pre- had our little uh, – when we had an episode before the season when we predicted how it was going to play out in these divisions. I don't think we saw them doing that well. I, I remember us having them third, probably finishing third or fourth, and right now they're out to a pretty decent lead. I mean, they have – oh, yeah, three and a half games on the Rockies right now. 
The Giants, though, just swept the Braves over the weekend into Monday, so that's big. I mean, the Giants are kind of winning some games lately, so it's going to be tough over there. They have – I think they're the real deal. I mean, they, they beat the Astros twice. They've – sorry, I'm looking at it right now. So, real Astros, news, this pitching staff like, is the real yeah. deal. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're beating good teams. I mean, you, you look there. at – if I could add, Robbie Ray hasn't been good. He's got a 4.88 ERA, and then Zach Greinke, he's, he's over 4 ERA also. And yep. those guys are they're two aces, so – and they haven't even been good. It's really been Patrick Corbin, so who's who's had a breakout year, but – I mean, I mean, I mean, Robbie Ray is going to be better than a, four, a five-ish ERA, and Granky's going to be better. He's a stud. He had one of the best seasons in recent memory a couple years ago. I mean, their pitching staffs for real. I think they're for real too. I mean, we slept on them. They got Steven Souza. They got Jake Lamb coming back soon. I mean, I know that's their whole team, but I mean, Goldschmidt hasn't been good either. But as a team, I love them. I think they're they could make it to the World Series. I really do. Gotcha, Shoo! Dave. I got one for you. This one's Hit me. Going to be an AL team. The, yep, it is. The Tampa Bay Rays are the third best on average hitting club right now. They're batting 262. Is this real news or fake news? Is their hitting good or not? No, it's not good. Fake news. <laughs> Everything good with the Rays is fake news. <laughs> top From top down. It, it, they're just not a good franchise in any way. You are um, fake news. I'm, yeah, they just are. Like even this is like a in even in 08 when they had when they made that run, like their guys were all guys that just randomly had career years. Like it was just a perfect storm of like Carlos Peña hit like 42 home runs or so, 46 home runs, some bullshit like that. Next next year, he probably didn't have 42 home runs in his whole career after that. Um they but like it, this year, it's kind of the same thing. Like guys like Denard Span, Carlos Gomez, they're just like having great years out of nowhere. Um, even this this kid, Malik Smith, this young kid they got, he's he's coming out of nowhere. Like he could be the he's future. A, he was a top prospect. He was a top. Yeah. CJ Crone is another guy having a career year who I do like, but yeah. he's having a really good year. They got um, they got the uh, utility guy uh, Daniel Robertson. He's having another good year, but he's like. Once again, how much stock are you going to put into him? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I agree with Dave. It's not – I mean, Wilson Ramos is probably their most legit hitter. He's a good ca- hitting catcher. He's, yeah. he's for I mean, real. It's just, long, yeah. long term, it's just – I don't see it. Um, no, you don't. But, I mean, give them credit. Them and the Marlins, yeah. Florida teams are playing well right now. Tampa's 15 and 17. Ooh, I thought I thought them and the Marlins were going to be bad, yeah. like – like sixty wins, bad. Yeah, all the like started I mean, off pretty well though. The Marlins had a nice run at the beginning. I mean, they're well, still they're still only thirteen and twenty one. That's not. I mean, that's not good, but that's not as bad as they could have been compared to what they they got rid of their whole team. Yeah, I mean, losing Santa, Ozuna, Yelich. Yeah, that's the, really it's really great for all seven thousand fans of them. Yeah, <laughs> that massive all the, all the coal miners up there. Now, yeah. let's play another little game of who will be worse. Now, we have a couple teams, well, four teams that look to be pretty fucking atrocious this year. The <laughs> Orioles, the White Sox, oh, the Orioles. and the Reds. Who will be worse this year? Dave, take it. Um, I'm going to go with the Orioles because Matt Harvey's going to go in 20 games just to spite the Mets in Cincinnati. 
Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Orioles. They're so bad. And what what did I ever do to you? <laughs> um no yeah i i just i i don't see it with the orioles their pitching is so bad they're they have machado who's having a decent year actually a great year but incredible he'll be year. gone he'll be gone yeah he'll be gone i mean they they have to deal him and don't let's not forget who predicted uh a manny machado monster year and possible mvp candidate right here on this podcast your boy oh tom good job tom yeah, go suck a dick. <laughs> I was so confused, man. I was like, I didn't do that. I said Mookie, which is also a pretty good fucking pick. It's, he's leading it's a every good... batting category, basically. Yeah, I also said Didi. Wink, wink. Didi. I like what you, what Didi. You, I wish Didi was on my what are you like? What are you picking? Multiple MVP? What do you like? Con with the teams? <laughs> you got five teams? You got five MVP candidates over there? Like, let me tell you, I think Con gets a win. This isn't the Kentucky Derby, Jones. It's not like you pick the trifecta, the first three. You pick, <laughs> you pick the one guy. I don't remember who I picked. I think I picked uh, – who did I pick? Does anyone remember who I picked for MVP? It's probably not good that I, no. that I, don't, that I don't remember. I mean, I remember Mookie because it was a homer pick. But yeah, I, think, I think you said Stanton, uh, Sully. I yeah, think he did say Stan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he did. I definitely didn't pick Stan, but I agree. It's a great point that you make about Machado not going to be there the second half of the year. I mean, how many wins would they have without Machado? They'd probably have three of their eight wins without Machado. Yeah, they'll probably I mean, be you have the, you have them in the first inning giving up ten runs to a bottom five offense in the uh, Kansas City Royals. Literally ten runs, seven runs without making without making an out. So I mean. One of their best baseball pitchers. just feels right again with the Royals being terrible. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah, yeah I'm happy about well, that they being had a Mets ten fan. runs in the first inning tonight. Four and they got thirteen right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, I mean the 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 I actually like the uh the the talent and the future of the uh, what do you call it the uh, White Sox. I like Yohan Makata is on the deal right now. He's gonna be a really good player. Uh, Jose Abreu. You're welcome. Um, Nick Delmonico. Uh, Castillo's a good catcher. They got. They got some talent there. Um, I mean, they're not going to be, I mean, but they're they're going to win at least sixty ish um, games. And then who else? Uh, I was going to say who's the other team? Oh, the Reds are really bad. And <laughs> I think they got worse with Harvey, but apparently he's going to win all these games now, despite the mess. Yeah, but yeah, um, they're really Dave, bad. Although a lot of their hitters have underperformed. Uh, Adam Duvall's underperformed. Joey Votto's starting to get it going. Um, Vado. Jose Peraza has been good. Their pitching is just so dreadful every year. They almost broke their own record last year. They're, I think they had like a five two seven ERA, like one of the worst, second worst ever. Nice. nice. Their leader in ERA is a four two one. Sal Romano, a four two yeah, one. Yeah, Sal Romano. Mets are gonna get no hit by and him tomorrow. And he also has the most wins with two. Yeah, the the Mets, the Mets are gonna get no hit by him tomorrow though. So oh that's that's great. Classic. But yeah, their their hitters have yeah. underperformed. Billy Hamilton's hitting like 180. I don't know. He's like, and he's not a great hitter, but. Oh, my God. I mean, Shebler's underperforming. Scott Shebler, they got a lot of. They'll, hey, they'll no, be, no. They're going to be really bad. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think I think the, the, the Orioles are just going to be three, three, four, five games worse, if not more, once Machado leaves. It sucks in so baseball he, when your team's bad because, like, you don't even have the draft to look forward to. Like. In the yeah, NBA and NFL, like you're like, all right, my yeah, my draft, like or my season went to shit, but like, all right, 
draft mode. Like and, and the shit, mode. yeah, it's like you said, Dave. And the shit with like when your team is bad in baseball. If you're a small market team, you could expect that to be like a ten to fifteen year thing that your team's going to be bad. Yeah, especially if you can't develop if you don't have good player development. Yep, exactly. Like because yeah, nobody's going to want to go sign them. Save them. <laughs> Yeah, because like even guys that go in the first round, it's like no guarantee that they're gonna be great. Like, you take someone the top half of the NBA draft, like you're gonna get a serviceable guy. Might not be the superstar you wanted, and and and, he's gonna be he's gonna be in the league. And three years minimum till you see them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even Bryce Harper. Yeah, and that's why that's what people don't understand who don't really know baseball. That when they say, "Oh, why are all these trades for big players for just like a ton of prospects?" and you're like. Because you don't have the NBA or NFL draft, like you're not you're not gonna get yeah. players right away. I'm like, that's how you develop. Yep. Yeah, and people are sit. Plus, people are seeing what's happening with the Yankees and Red Sox prospects coming up and being oh yeah instant successes, and it's a, they're making a skewed, they're getting a skewed view of it. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's the two of the best farm systems we've had, like in baseball, like. Yeah. <laughs> these yeah. farm systems have been coming up and they've just the two of us have had these great farm systems for years now and you're seeing it i mean look what Monca- look what moncada got us he was involved yeah. in that chris sale trade he got us our best pitcher it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. prospects are valuable well <laughs> i think that's it <laughs> something uh, honestly all right <laughs> i think that's it Wait, to be honest. what about player of the week yeah player of the week man you gotta let me talk about my man I know who Tom's gonna pick. Tom, oh, who's yeah. your player of the week? Mookie, obviously. The guy's Mookie, killing it. Yeah, obviously. Best batting your... average, best OPS, most home runs. He's like second in RBIs with twenty four. I mean, he's he's absolutely crushing it. Any put place they put him in the lineup, he has a good night. He's only had two hitless nights, I think, two or three hitless nights all season. He's not striking out a ton. He gets walked a ton as well. I think he has over twenty walks. Like mm-hmm. he's just, he's just getting on base and he's scoring. He's an incredible talent. <laughs> he is, and in the field, I mean, he's probably the best right fielder we've had in ten years. I have a different player though. Ooh, ooh. I have a couple guys going into going into today. Going into today, I mean, well, we we were gonna have the podcast yesterday. I got to be moved today, but I was gonna say Eddie Rosario, who not a lot of people know from uh, the Minnesota Twins outfielder. I had four home runs. 13 RBIs, 11 runs, and two steals this week. So absolutely enormous numbers. Better than Mookie even um, by a little. And, and today he scored three more runs, so that would be up to 14. Then if I were to say today, I would say Matt Adams from the Nationals. Adams has seven home runs over the last seven days, 10 runs, 13 RBIs. Let me repeat that. Seven home runs in the past week for Matt Adams. Ex-Brave, ex-Cardinal, Brave. Now he's with the Nationals. He's fucking mashing it up seven home runs in a week is an incredible feat and uh yeah even though i just shit on dave for having two good things <laughs> i kind of had two two different guys there because the the day extended to here of the new week uh, seven now he had five <laughs> yesterday but he had two home runs last dave, so dave go Matt adams is my final pick dave who do you got i'm going with the rookie young gun mr gliber torres oh my Come. god you guys suck Person onto the scene, batting 327, 11 RBIs his first 15 games. The kid has already. It was a weekly thing, not a 15 game thing. I'm changing the damn criteria. We got to talk about Gliber. 
<laughs> no, the kid. The kid's been great. Um, he has looks, been. He's been looks, very looks impressive. Looks to be everything. Everything that we had heard about him and hoped for. Um, so we'll see if he can continue it. But uh, si- early signs are good signs. I hope he uh, falls into a ditch. <laughs> I was gonna. Probably still catch it though. If you Tom, I was gonna go. I was gonna go with your boy Mookie, but since you picked him, I'm gonna go with AJ Pollock from the D-backs. Last yep, week he boy. fucking That's went off. He went, good went pick. off. I, I have him in batted. fantasy. Kill he him. hit four homers last yeah. week. Fucking, so he's up to he ten was, now, right? Yeah, he's up to ten. He was very instrumental. He's got in, twenty nine RBIs. Yeah, second in RBIs. Wow. Yeah. He was very he's instrumental got, in helping the D-backs beat the Astros when they played. So I'll go so. with him. You know, you know, we joked about my fantasy. My fantasy team's in first right now. I got all new pitchers, so. <laughs> I would love to I'm, see the trades that guys like Ariane all that make. Oh, I, dude, I've been ruining people in trades. I traded, <laughs> uh, I, tr- I traded Cody Bellinger and Adam Duvall for Starling Marte and AJ Pollock, who have both been killing it. Oh Obviously, my as you God. said, Pollock. Pollock, I, I just traded... saw, has the highest WAR in the NL. No way. Who? Pollock. Pollock. His defense, offense, st- he steals. That's the thing. He steals. He plays great center field. Bats in guys, batting like 300 or 293, something like that. I mean, he's he's been amazing. What was the other trade I made? I traded uh, I traded Boxberger cause just because I had so many closes. The closer, who's another great closer for the uh, Astros. I mean, not the Astros, the uh, Diamondbacks. I traded him and... Uh, Marcelo Zuna, who's been awful this year. I mean, he's just been so disappointing for the Cardinals. Traded them two for Trevor Bauer and Archie and uh, Andrew Miller, who's been injured. But Trevor Bauer is a great pitcher. Trevor Bauer is a great pitcher. He's really turned it around ever since. What do you think end. about his uh, his his calling out of the Astros? Who Bauer? About, yeah, he called uh, them out for pitching. doctoring yeah. doctoring balls. I think he's I mean, jealous that Garrett Cole threw 16 strikeouts. I mean, if it, if I mean Trevor Bauer, I don't know if you've ever heard the guy speak, but he's like one of the most intelligent pitchers I've ever heard speak in my life. Like even Tim Kirchin said he like he talked with him for like 40 minutes and he like knew six words he said throughout it. He's like I had no idea what he was talking. <laughs> the about. veracity like, of his vernacular. His vernacular is uh, incredible. <laughs> so I mean, I know Trevor Bauer's in. He, I mean, he, he says a lot of things, but everything he says is just like, I mean, honestly, he's probably right. What did he say exactly? He said they got like pine tar or some shit on their thing. He was talk, but he was like, he was talking about like uh, spin rate and like exit velocity. He's like yeah, dropping yeah. all these like stats and numbers. I'm like, this guy has got way too much information to be totally wrong. Yeah, no, that's, no, the, that's the thing. Yeah, he's like his spin rate and everything. Like he talks like at this rate with this finger. He puts pins in the ball. I don't know if you ever seen. He puts pins in the ball in the baseball, and that's where he knows how to put his fingers. He has like a bunch of different pins in the ball, and it's like based on science. He said like the exact position for, to get the most spin, uh, per whatever revolution or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing with Tim Karch in the interview, and like Tim was like. I don't know what you're saying, but you sound smart. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, I so guess that works. You, yeah, so. I mean he's got this like a two five put... ERA this year. I mean he's really he's pitched really well. He's got like a ton of strikeouts. He's been great for my fantasy team. I think he's really interesting. Um, he's kind of a nerd, obviously, but he was talking about how he wants to like take the best pitch from every pitcher and like you know try to make it into his own. Like use that pitch, like Mariano's cutter, for example. 
And he's like, if you take everyone and over years, perfect it. He said, theoretically, you'll be the best pitcher ever. So he's like, that's what I want to do. And I just want to take, you know, Kershaw's curve, Mariano's cutter. And it's, I mean, it's a pretty good idea. I mean, he's obviously probably not going to, he's not going to be the best pitcher ever. He's not going to do that. You know, Mariano's cutter is like literally like the rookie of the year story. He, he had Tommy John and his, his ligament healed off like in in the incorrect position and it like gave his elbow this ability to like throw that nasty <laughs> yeah. cutter that explains it he that was like really Mariano, that, that makes a lot of mediocre, sense he was a mediocre starting pitching happened. prospect before yeah I, re- I remember that yeah crazy. that I he mean, was a starter there's, before there's, there's so few people out to think it's so hard to teach a cutter it's so it's so it's like it's so hard to teach it like we, we were watching uh the uh the, you know me and jones were up watching the uh cardinal Cubs game. What was that? A 14 inning game or something? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great. Like they said, Carl Edwards Jr., he's one of the only guys in the majors, A Rob saying that throws the uh, cutter. Like throws a good one. Because it's, yeah. so, it's, it's so hard. It's like almost a natural thing, but um, that was a great game. So does this mean it's too early to give Houston's top three the collective Cy Young? Because that. Starting rotation. Doesn't I mean, Verlander have like a one point one seven ERA yeah, right now? And Cole and Cole's in second with a one poor two. And then Charlie Morton is four and oh and has a oh, two Charlie one six. Morton. Like yeah, Keiko, I mean Keiko, Keiko has had a great year. No, he's he's Keiko's like a three right, right now. Yeah, but I mean yeah. when you have those he pitched three well last like night, that. but he hasn't pitched well at all before. Yeah, it was his ERA like four five or something. That starting rotation's deadly. That's gonna win them another World Series. <laughs> I I mean, my favorite is I'm biased. Obviously, I don't like the Yankees clearly, but I think the Astros' starting pitching is where they differentiate themselves from the Yankees. And the Yankees' batters are better, but I just think the pitching will will outweigh the the the, the baby bombers. But the Yankees need to play the home game. field this year. The Yankees need yeah, home field advantage this year. Because that's what killed us last year. We just couldn't hit. Even Houston, when they won the World Series, they came out and they were like, ah, thank God we had four games at home because we couldn't do that at Yankee Stadium for another game. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be important. How many what how many games do the Astros have? They're they're not playing so hot. They're twenty two and fifteen. Yeah, so. I think they're like three or four back of the Yankees right now. Yeah, they're uh five back and a they're loss. Like, Yankees are on pace three and a like, half. Yankees are on pace for 103 wins, and and Houston's on pace for like 95, 96. So that must put the Sox on pace for like 104, right? I think uh, 102. Yeah, they're they're one game. They're one game better. The Red the Sox. Yanks, yeah, at least the Red Sox are one game better, so it'd be 104. But not after tonight. It's so they they, they they would be projected to win a couple more actually than yeah. carried over the the season. It'd be like three or four more. It wasn't a pro, it wasn't a projection in the sense like a, a ratio. It oh. was a projection in the sense like oh, some, okay. some right, formula right. generated this. Right. Oh, that makes that game. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Severino's up at 107 pitches right now. Like What's the score of that game? Two one, one Yankees two one. top seven. Severino's throwing hundred seven pitches tonight. Yeah, sit him down. You put it, put our guys in bullpen. Yeah, I agree. Let's do it. Is that all she wrote? Get, let's get Severino out. He's still he's still yeah. pitching hundred miles per hour. But yeah, that's all she wrote. What? He just sorry, Snoopy. You can't go with us. Dogs aren't allowed on the school bus. Woof.